0: Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's a pretty shallow Dask here at Wrestling Should Be Fun, everyone's too excited about all-in tickets being purchased all across the board. Club Wembley, thanks to the brilliant JCH, who's the only one who's shown up on time. JCH, welcome aboard for episode 90. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, very well, thanks. We should have had 90's mic on for a debut, shouldn't we?
1: this should have been his perfect one
2: he's only allowed to be on the next nine episodes and then <laughs> he's banned again. <laughs> what was your favorite memory of 1990 1990 well i um well my, my memories are like uh i was before i'd fully embraced my Welshness and was still into england and um i do remember like being in charge of like the world cup wall chart okay yeah yeah i was like a young lad i remember oh man bike scoring and they beat Argentina for Cameroon. That was probably like because it was after that, it was some a like a heartbreaking England penalty loss, and uh, which you won't hear me say so much these days. I hope that you didn't have to spell his
1: name at four years old.
2: Uh, no, I was good at that, I was good at spelling. <laughs> I had uh, a way to get we make our own uh, like five own spellings in year five, and I had Alios Stanovich as my mind got it right. So,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> pretty sure that that was a bit after 1990, but.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about the '95. I was Garble County hero. Well, maybe but it's after, up, after, na- after Euro '96. So maybe it's '96. Okay. Anyway, the
1: big up '90s Mike on episode '90. One of these days, we'll get him on. One of these days,
2: even if it's just for a mic check for a live quiz.
1: <laughs> FYI, <laughs> Shock Mastermind will be coming back, listeners. So watch out for that. Oh, um,
2: in regard to um, competitions. I think you owe you congratulations for edging out the best all-in card by, oh, yeah. by a vote, I think. One me. vote yeah. two would be terrible. But um we were One vote it.
1: that was pointed out by James, I think.
2: like Hendo pointed out. <laughs> I thought we had a draw. <laughs> thanks, Hendo. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> um yeah. Uh but yes, and uh, you know, and now we'll see maybe these things come to fruition
1: absolutely yeah well we had some very exciting potential showdowns featuring british wrestlers which is something that, that well british-based wrestlers rather than aw-based wrestlers that um you had a fair bit on your card and we saw the likelihood of potentially spike Gervais, adam cole for the title progress title and there yeah. was also a little hint at ftr versus sunshine machine
2: yeah where, where was where, where are these hints for, where do you think this shows going to be on all in or do you think because FJR Sunshine Machine was actually one of my matches
1: yeah well if that happens mate I would have to do
2: a you think they'll be on like they're going to get um like Adam Cole working at Progress or the Progress show before or do you think that's likely that's going to be on the AEW show
1: well we know that Sunshine Machine are already busy in the Super Strong tournament because they've announced their match against the uh smoking aces so it's not happening then but there is the show the weekend of all in right
2: at that's what i mean yeah do you think that yeah do you think that's likely to happen there or do you think that there's a chance that sunshine machine spike juve might get on the bet all in show i would love it imagine that
1: i would say that the likelihood is that the title match the main title match would be on wembley and we'd get ftr at the ballroom
2: I think they're, uh, oh, their quote's got to be a bit higher than Adam Cole's, though. No,
1: do you not think it's more likely that Adam Cole would be at Wembley than FTR? Yeah,
2: but I think Adam Cole could work both. Maybe. I think Adam Cole, be spiked to Ray, is more likely to happen at the ballroom. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I did. He's obviously wrestled there FTR previously. FTR in the ballroom just seems ridiculous. I mean, Adam Cole's been there before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like a, a lot different stage of his career, but. Pretty sure that we saw
1: him team with Roddy Strong against the Sumerian Death Squad.
2: I feel, yeah. I feel it was just before my time. Yeah. yeah I think I've seen Strong in Progress. But Cole was only in <laughs> NXT. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Gareth the Computer Geek or Bullet might say. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you, you definitely did. It's been the longest serving Progress fan fandom members of the group. I
1: yeah. Yeah, great times and great times ahead with all in. Well, and, it also, if... and also,
2: there's been quite considerable hints of Nigel McGuinness wrestling.
1: Do you think that there's been hints at the wrestling? I've, I've definitely seen hints at magic.
2: <laughs> like, you know, can't wait for the magic. I read a quote in the sense that I might not. I might, you know, if uh, if I was going to come back for anything, it'd be for a Danielson match, and something like I might struggle to stay behind the announce table for that show. Wow. Have I just made that up? I swear I haven't. I haven't seen it, but I'm excited that you've said it. <laughs> I, I literally hinted at quite a big hint at Danielson McGuinness match,
1: mate. Brum would explode. Because I
2: also think it was on my card. I think it was, yeah, yeah. glad so I, I saved Zach
1: for uh, a pack. I feel like the um, pre-podcast chat has basically just been you saying that your card should win.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, no. I've just said like if these rumours like. <laughs> When Oku gets in the main event, that's when the tickets will really start to shift.
1: <laughs> Just as we talk about Danielson and McGuinness potentially wrestling at Wembley, here comes the man that would explode
2: if it happens. Brum, how are you doing? Oh, how's it going? Very yeah, well, thanks, mate. mate. Very well. Have you seen these Danielson McGuinness rumours? I mean, I think they were started by me, so yeah.
0: <laughs> Based on Nigel quotes. Is that the... Um, did you see it in that pub toilet door in Walthamstow? Is that where it started? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that was me. But if it's anything online, then no, I've not seen it.
2: I feel like I, if I'm the only one who's seen it, it seems unlikely that it's true. But <laughs> we're all going to go and look at it after we finish recording, just to check.
1: Wrestling should be fun exclusive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel I must be the nearest to Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> yeah, I know, actually, maybe promise. Is He South London.
0: Yeah, i I mean, I don't know where he lives now. I don't. I'm. I'm a fan, but I don't. I don't like <laughs> sitting his garden in a yellow rain, Mac.
2: Well, based on that um, progress announcement video he did at the show, he was hanging out in like the Yorkshire Dales or something. So I assumed you two had gone on a nice romantic uh, weekend oh. getaway to watch some... Harry Brook and Ben Code or something.
0: <laughs> I thought, because he did the announcement, I thought it was clever. I thought it was the Malvern Hills, which is where Haskins is from, but they didn't play in it. So yeah, just must be somewhere else.
2: Might, yeah. Haskins from Malvern, is he?
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's right. Like, yeah, That's that's Worcestershire, isn't it? My Midlands joke. Yeah, 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 I
2: wish I went to a Malvern once. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: the like um, Amsterdam and the West Midlands, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's like new key <laughs> shall we crack on with the call-up sheet that sounds good lads okay first up we've got ourselves Corey deal a sports, wrestling, and music fan that also likes animals from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Deal well, as in D-E-A-L? D-I-E-H-L.
2: Uh, okay. So I, you wish you hadn't, I wish you hadn't asked because I'd already come up with a gimmick. Can we edit that? <laughs> Sorry, <C-H>. Deal. uh <laughs> He's uh he's basically be uh, Nigel McGuinness his valet and deal the cards for him for his magic trick. <laughs> yes, um, Debbie McGee and and make sure Nigel's animals in that like, they get pulled out of the hat are well looked after as well as an animal. That's level. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I like to say that Corey Deals
0: is like amazing wrestler, but he like he brings out six boxes, and you like pick one. And you, and it's like <laughs> a do or no deal gimmick, but it's like if you get like the easiest one, he just goes really light on you, and then if it's like if you get like box six at the end, it's like Stan Hansen territory.
2: this <laughs> has <laughs> got the move. The, he's got he's like as if like you're doing create a wrestler on SmackDown. It's got like the move set <laughs> in a different box that you, you picks out before the match.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <that's> yeah. <laughs> Next up, keeping with the animal theme. Boon Hound, sports fan, bad humour and a platform to tip athletes.
0: I hope by bad humour, it's not like edgy or anything. It's just genuinely not funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like what, like bad Baron Corbin or it was bad, madcap Corbin. Happy madcap Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> Corbin. A platform to tip athletes. Is that sort of like he's just bringing a little bit like a plinth with him and then pushing people off it? I was thinking that there's different ways that you could take that. You could
1: take that as like a coach, or, or you could take that as someone who goes to like PWG and throws dollar bills into the ring.
2: <laughs> yeah, and what was, what was so the is other
1: it part? Boom hound, as in B-double-O-M-N.
2: Um, okay. Right, what well, every boon week we get a boon boom. on because the other day Dom had a long thing about boon from Lost. If you are a boon hound to me, you're gonna get someone like a little Australian cricketer who can drink 40 beers on a plane.
1: As opposed Boon to Dom, out. who's a big cricketer who can drink 40 beers on a plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Dom could be a tag team. So a little and large tag team with, um, who drink a lot of beers.
0: Are you sure it's not pronounced "bow on Hound? And it's like Brain's <laughs> brother riding a dog.
1: <laughs> it is now. <laughs> next up we've got <laughs> wrestle chaps we love wrestling and that's why we hate it trackers of the wwe ghost hardcore title
0: what is your guys favorite ever wrestle chaps is it Shawn michaels
1: <laughs> what, what other ones are you thinking of well it was until this year's wrestlemania when seth rollins wore those chaps
0: yeah uh, jimmy jimmy wang yang used to wear chaps didn't
1: he as well yeah yeah um old school bradshaw back in the day
0: yeah I think it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I like what they're doing. I just think it's, we've covered most of them. I don't understand how they make a, a whole Twitter account out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good luck to them, honestly, power to their elbow. Next up, I hope that I do this justice. I am Richard, cursed Senator Gary. PCO rules. Yes, I am cursed. My name is Gary Michael Richard, Tudor Rossetti. PCO is my president. That sounds like a a paragraph from ulysses
2: (laughs) do you think he likes pco (laughs) i feel like he's got to have like bruce buffer coming around with him all times to announce him (laughs) yeah
1: but only the richard bit yeah (laughs) next up mindless wrestling podcast 40 plus years wrestling fan former indie wrestler podcast host for the ChairShot Radio Network. Call it in the ring, use your head, hashtag follow the beard.
2: They just renamed us.
0: <laughs> the, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, is that? Yeah. There you go. I'm a fan of wrestling and I quite like podcasts, but I also I also do like
2: minds.
0: So I, think, <laughs> I think it's probably two out of three for me.
2: <laughs> okay. Is he like a mindless? So... Okay, I'm going to go out there a bit now. The mindless wrestling podcast is, you know, um the th Mutant Ninja Turtles, and like Krang was like a brain with no. <laughs> yeah. so He has a mind, so he's the opposite. Of... So obviously, somewhere Krang's brains come out of, and that guy is mindless. Yeah. So this guy is Krang's body with a wrestling podcast.
0: is his gimmick. I'd be keen. Would it be better for like a it for it to be a visual medium though to go in the box <laughs> where Krang's head usually is?
2: Yeah, I feel so, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought I think we've misinterpreted. it I think it's mindless wrestling podcast. So it's this guy who's a wrestling fan, but it's everything in his mind bar the wrestling.
1: Yeah, mindless also could be you know everyone's getting angry about Cody losing, but he minds less.
2: This <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> me with every 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 growing extra city game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Next up,
1: we have. Sitanshu Khanna, don't be the one that people want you to be, be the one who you want to be, from Surat in India. Well, I mean, he's already booked himself, already got a, um, a catchphrase. Yeah, no need to really improve on it. He's already got it.
0: <laughs> it's a bit of like a, uh, it's almost a little bit like um, Ryback when he went through the secret stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very self-help, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Next up, we have Le... Forty ounces or le forty oz. <laughs> most it's things definitely- David Bowie will get likes. I will follow most follows. If you're looking, please keep looking. Happily taken, now and forever from Ohio.
0: I was not expecting le forty ounce to be Bowie fan account from Ohio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did not see that coming. Yeah, I like the fact that he bigs you up. He says. If you're looking, please keep looking. But then he says, I'm happily taken. <laughs> the reason I he put you him, up and he's like, but don't look for me.
2: The reason I put if it's in you is because I don't want to get sued if I can't find it and you blatantly haven't got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a question. If you were gonna wrestle as a Bowie gimmick, would you go Ziggy? Would you go sort of Berlin trilogy? Are you thinking maybe like Labyrinth era?
2: But I went to this show with uh, Joan and Clarkey called uh, Peter Pan's Labyrinth, and it was a drag queen David Bowie. Uh, it was incredible. It was like so funny and made for some interesting feelings. I'll put it that way. I'm, I'm <laughs> I getting... remember
1: hearing about your feelings after seeing the David Bowie drag queen.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of booking something in that direction. I think because so I'd like to see more of it. <laughs> Perfect. Next up,
1: we've got. Baller club guy. I'm the Baller club guy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean each their own maybe
0: he wants to broaden his horizons a little bit. Maybe he's
2: because maybe it's Twitter and he doesn't realise you can have more um uh, characters now. He's meant to be the balaclava club guy. <laughs> but uh say so he's gonna come out to the ring wearing a balaclava uh, yep. and be a sort of a robber. Maybe he's got like a, a whole faction of woolen friends, like the jumper, the Wobble hat, any that other Scarfy. There was, was a
0: bit of controversy, was it, back when they did the, the last guy to have like a balaclava henchman?
1: Yeah, that was that was what came into my head. But then I thought less. It was a now. they've
2: had still, then?
1: still kind of awkward, but didn't DDP debut with the balaclava when that he was, was right. the like pervert? <laughs> I think that was
2: before the other one as well.
0: What
1: I would be into
0: is Backlover Club. Much more interested in that. Hastier. Middle Eastern dessert.
1: Yep. Into it. Uh, next up, Eric Burns. I'm 38 years old and I've lived in Texas my whole life. It's a weird catchphrase, isn't it, for a wrestler?
0: <laughs> but I'm, I'm all for it. Just center his whole gimmick very specifically about being 38 years old. He come back to 1985 by, um, what's that shit punk band?
2: Um, bowling eight, bowling soup. for Soup. Bowling for Soup, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also like the fact that um if he's booked outside of Texas, he ain't going.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, and also his name's a, uh, Dom will correct me if I'm wrong yet, his name is an adjective, I think. So he just goes around, burn, he burns people. Comes out to that, got a bit of that old Seth Rollins, burns it down. um <laughs> And then he can start a tag team with Rory Burns and uh, get very little runs. <laughs> Always back to cricket. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most heavily combined wrestling cricket podcast out there, I think. Do
0: you know, it won the county championship in uh, 1985.
2: Uh, it, uh, was it Yorkshire?
0: Um, <coughs> I think it was Middlesex, actually.
2: <laughs> With Gordon Greenwich, and, no, him, no, Desmond Haynes. Greenwich was and.
0: It was like Essex, like the early eighties, was Essex or Middlesex, I think. So I'd, I'd pick one of them to
2: gooch. Phrasing boom. And
1: <laughs> last but not least, keeping it cricket, we've got ourselves someone that wants a shout out who goes by the name of Chuck Mambo, Sunshine Machine. who of course we presented with a uh, cricket bat at Progress for 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 his 100 matches at Progress, and he's got an updated bio that says "Sunshine Machine," Progress Wrestling Tag Team Champion, Centurion. There you go. Yes,
2: yes, Chuck Mambo. Well done. There you go. C oh. C Mambo. As we
0: <laughs> all, all that all that intense research I did over like Cage Match, <laughs> like Internet Wrestling Database, Pro Fight DB was well worth it.
2: Absolutely, it was. It was I... very nice to see. A, a brilliant touch. There,
1: there was a brilliant touch as well that. um I was seeing other people's pictures from that chapter show where they were picturing with the wrestlers, and even with people that weren't us, he was still holding that bat in people's <laughs> photos. Absolutely brilliant!
2: What a um, What a uh, lovely man as well.
0: Well, well and Yeah, we'll be coming to progress review in a bit, so we won't dwell on it too much. But um, on a more holistic level, like the sunshine, sunshine machine run has been absolute fire. Including the spin off singles matches, so like Lycos and stuff like that. It's just what an unbelievable run that, that he's been on for a couple of years now.
1: Yeah. We had that conversation in the chat about the lack of memorable babyface championship reigns. And that's certainly not one that you can say has been non memorable. This has been a fantastic reign for the Sunshine Machine.
2: Yeah. Have I ever told you about the first time I saw Chuck Mambo when I went to the Brixton show? And um, I, I, before I knew any of you guys, I just went on my own. And uh... I was sat next to someone and I thought they were wearing a Chuck Palumbo shirt. I thought, that's <laughs> rare, isn't it? Crikey. Uh, and then Chuck Mambo came out and they went absolutely mental. Uh, and he had a load of beach balls and i would never seen before. But I was like, oh, I think they're that says Chuck Mambo, not Chuck Palumbo. Yeah. Uh, beach yeah. guy, not, not motorbike guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if Chuck Palumbo ever had his shirt, to be fair.
2: Is he,
0: is he semi-active at all, Chuck Palumbo? I would be keen and see that rivalry.
2: Palumbo-Mambo, Battle of the Chucks.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Numb Chucks on the pole match. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) out. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: once again, Chuck Mambo, congratulations. And we're thrilled that you enjoyed the cricket bat. Lovely video that was posted as well. Dom did a great job of presenting it to him. And we've got a few more, but I don't want to take up everyone's time too much. So I'm I'm just going to, name some people that wanted a shout out Paul Rhodes, Tiger Claw Gaming, Joseph Duncan Involuntary Zeitgeist all of you guys, thanks so much for asking for your new gimmick apologies that we didn't get around to you, but sometime soon for sure, So we go through uh, what the nerds are watching yes <laughs>
0: I've been watching you la 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 long la 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 long, 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 long. come on
1: jch shall we start with riot yeah um Um, i sent you the card because unfortunately it's not been updated on cage match yet (laughs) right
2: so Uh, Right at Cabaret, we went down, had a big uh, crew of us, 90s Mike, helping us out with some uh, good price tickets again. Uh, Big, uh, yeah, and sadly, couldn't make it late on himself, but uh, thanks again for that, 90s. And uh, we we began with uh, our old friend Spike Trevay taking on Flash Morgan Webster, who now has Will Ospreay's haircut. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not sure if he's got a, if that's going to lead to a gimmick change in his future <laughs> the haircut was quite an important part of his gimmick i found don't know if you have any thoughts on that <laughs> yeah you know it could become aerial killer <laughs> aerial <model sassy. laughs> and maybe because he did, i don't think he had the motorcycle helmet did he um i don't think he did no he had the coat maybe that's why his hair was a was less flattened down yeah maybe yeah yeah i thought um, that the
1: match itself though was a lot of fun I'm a huge fan of Morgan Webster, and he fought this match valiantly as the underdog. Spike Gervais targeted the hand, I believe, during like throughout the match, and he sold that hand brilliantly throughout. And there was many times where it looked as though he was going to beat Spike, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But um, yeah, great to see Morgan back in the ring. Someone that I think has got a lot more to give than he's already done, and, and he's done a lot in his career, so... Happy to see him back in the ring and I'm uh, very happy to know that, you know, there's some exciting things coming in independent wrestling and hopefully he'll be a big part of it. Yeah, it opened up with a big nut. I remember that much. It did, yeah. Yeah, the big nut.
2: Some of the other matches on the card, we had the uh, Greedy Souls defending the tag titles, I think, against the 87. They definitely had a tag match and they've got belts. Yeah. I can't remember if they were on the line or not. Maybe they weren't on the line, were they?
1: They were on the line and um, I lost the shot round. I had Warren Banks in the shot round and he got pinned and it cost me in the Clapham Grand. I think it cost me something like £27 for four seven comforts. So thanks Clapham.
2: <laughs> to be fair though, Clapham's other prices are quite reasonable to be fair outside of Yeah. stocks
1: Yeah. We obviously have, have our issues with the bar situation in York Hall. The situation that I don't like about Ride Cabaret is that they hold you hostage during the break. We wanted to go over the road to the cheap pub over the road and they won't let you back in. They say you're welcome to leave, but you won't be welcome back in.
2: What if we got two tickets?
1: What do you mean? All oh, right. OK, so you have to buy two tickets, for, like first half ticket and second half ticket.
2: Yeah. If we're <laughs> getting a ticket at good price, it's, it's not will you save that money on the... Uh... Yeah. At the, at half time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They might recognize our
1: faces, but you know.
2: <laughs> I mean, we bought two tickets. Surely that's all right. <laughs> Ross, I had some notes on the show that I asked you to keep during. Oh, yes. Uh, anything that I need to, came up already? I'll read out the exact notes that I sent you from live. Well, I'll, you look for the notes. I'll just talk about some of the other matches. There was a uh, shocking banger between Michael Oku and Cam Newman. Uh, yeah that was that was awesome seeing that uh announced that was uh as i was like, probably would come anyway but i would definitely wasn't missing the show uh seeing two of my two of my favorites drawn against each other it's nice. uh obviously oku and block experience uh but seeing newman come out and just be able to hang with him that was a uh, good fun to see i remember quite a lot of the tk cooper's birthday party match to win a title shot including we had a noah Great performance coming out of a cake from the king of song style, Brooksy, the new Brooksy with his uh, yeah. singing rig combo. And then I think right at the end, Bullet came out and was hilarious as the straight man. Yeah. Uh, with, a, with one of those, uh, whatever they're called. Um, what are they called?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know what, the, what they're called, but it didn't work great, but we got the idea.
2: Yeah. And it, it Bullet with one of them, and a little stupid little hat on. Almost like Kurt Angle in that uh, little cowboy hat. Yeah. And uh, To enter his wedding match. He to give TK Cooper a present and he said happy birthday. I think that was about it. Old, uh, yeah. And at that point, Tom, who'd come in to enter the match, jumped over the rope and eliminated himself, I think.
1: Correct, yeah. But it looked at him and he was like, no, nah, I'm not having it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to um, hear these notes? Yeah. Okay, so we've got Joe Lando needs a new Arsenal shirt.
2: Yeah, he did have an old old Arsenal shirt. He was wearing the crowd wearing Arsenal shirt, wasn't he? Yeah. And it was like faded. Was it the maroon, like the centenary one? Yeah. I think it, so it was, really was fake, it, like the name had like half come off the back or something. Was it Perez on the back? Someone like that. Yeah. Um, but it, was yeah. Like, it had like peer left. Or something.
1: <laughs> very faded. Very faded. Then you've got um, skinny man, <laughs> terrible clothes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had that ring crew lad who made his debut. He had some of the worst outfits I've ever seen. They're I think his name is Sky document. O'Shaw. So Sky O'Shaw, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sold it. In I think this was, I think, what are the these head all, head. all fashion based notes?
1: <laughs> Primarily, yeah. And then the big one, Joe buys Tate a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe bought Tate Mayfair's a hot dog at halftime. <laughs> 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 yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, we need to remember that. Yeah.
1: So there you go. There is a reason to stay
2: in the Clapham ground at halftime. <laughs> but then, obviously, like, TK Cooper winning his birthday bash and going on to face Chuck Mambo later on in the night, only for him to be violently attacked. Did he got attacked twice? Did he didn't get attacked um, after he won.
1: I think he just got attacked the once,
2: just but he was left laying.
1: He was left laying at the end of his birthday celebration yeah. with Mambo, who'd obviously just lost the title as well. And...
2: No, 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 no! because TK got attacked after he won the match because he was meant to get the title shot, but they beat him up, so he couldn't get the match.
1: Oh, yeah, it was current while, yeah, with the chair.
2: Yeah, 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 you're right. But but is that what happened? No. Yeah. No. Right, this is what what I think happened. I might be completely wrong. TK Cooper wins the match to win the title shot against Chuck Mambo. Which everyone's sort of expecting, yeah? Then Spike and the boys and girls beat him up. Oh, I remember what happened now. And then so then they replaced him with Car Noir, who then hit Chuck Mambo with a chair and won the title Turning Heel. No, what what happened was <laughs> the from
1: <laughs> this this is what happens when you go to shows on a Tuesday night. Um <laughs> he won the battle royal. Yes. Chuck Mambo came into the ring to, to say happy birthday, well done on winning, mate. We're gonna give them a match of their lives. And then he was like, but before we do that in the main event, I've got a present for you. And on the big screen came Mr. And Mrs. TK.
2: Mr. and Mrs. TK. Oh, yeah. It was a lovely, yeah, lovely moment. Yeah. And as
1: we're seeing this lovely moment of a video message from TK's parents, TK's dad looks a spitting image of him, by the way. We're watching this lovely moment happen. Cara Noir shows up with a chair, slides into the ring and just batters them both and takes his spot because Chuck's like, F you, I'll beat you for the title.
2: That's right, yeah. And I said, no, no, I told you you can never trust him.
1: <laughs> yeah. You've been on the anti-Carranoir is just a swan for some time. And this was your opportunity to boo him. And, awesome. and you really, really
2: loved it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed booing him after this, But yeah, that was good fun. And also, <laughs> um, there was a big Charles Crowley face turn saving Martina from being beaten up. Yeah. Nina, Nina and Spike's gang came up and beat up martina didn't they
1: yeah along with um the greedy souls yeah
2: yeah and charles crowley saved her correct yeah so yeah that's much of what happened at riot cabaret (laughs) (laughs) just to give you the final end scene
1: two fallen heroes one of which it was his birthday in the ring surrounded by ticker tape for the person who stole the title off them a pretty drunk jch as there's a, a, a like nervous silence around two baby faces falling in the ring <laughs> JCH just goes, "Happy birthday, TK!" <laughs>
2: well, if you, I blame that Swanee. Welcome, Graham. Yeah,
1: he's,
2: he's less. Of, he, Graham Swan's less of a snake, and you know, I've heard some things about him. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, it was another fun night at the Cap'n Grands, Grand. Really enjoyed it. Great to hang out with everyone. Had much better sightlines from where we were stood as well, which helped, I think.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: so we move on to progress? Yeah. Which I believe you've watched on demand, Bram, right? Yeah, I have. Did you want me to run through the card, or, or do you just want to talk general chit chat?
0: Either way, I think if it's general-themed, I think, obviously, let's forgive the pun, but let's ring-fence the main event. But the but the rest of the card, I think... Being, and this is maybe just me not being drunk in the ballroom and watching it on um, on demand, but I didn't think it, it was as hot as other recent shows. Um, Obviously, there's a, a decent max in there and decent promos and stuff, but I thought... And obviously, you know, a classic main event, but I, d- I don't know if it was a bit of a different vibe in the ballroom.
1: So, I'll take that one in that we had discussions afterwards that it kind of felt like London was being gifted this send off to one of the greatest storylines that Britress has seen in many years. And it was almost like, okay, so to use your phrase, let's ring fence that. And that's your gift. And almost Hmm. like the rest of this show was almost like a build to the Manchester show. Okay. Like, Like there was a lot of stuff on this show that was building towards that Manchester show the following week. Um, There was like three or four promos, something that doesn't happen a lot of the Borum at all. Yeah. So it felt very much like it was a one match card in terms of in ring. And then also obviously the unfortunate thing for progress was that through no wrongdoing of their own, the injury happens halfway through the match and and it didn't quite hit the heights in ring that it could have done because God knows how Karen White even finished that match. When you think about what he's done to his leg. I am.
0: So on, on that, and I know we're going on, on tangents here, but I, I only like obviously I knew I knew that there was something up in advance I'd mentioned, but I didn't I didn't get the full spoiler. But watching it, it actually added <laughs> and I'm not a monster. Um obviously it's a human being, but I thought really added something to the match and I quite liked that. It was actually it was just a really simple, stripped down kind of brutal match. Yeah. Um I know it was probably not what the performers wanted, but I really enjoyed it watching it on demand. I thought it was just really intense because they're both obviously very good performers in that sense, you know, and I yeah, I I really enjoyed it actually. And I thought they did a great job. I it I mean, even if you take out the asterisk of considering, I think even that should generally they were I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it felt quite clear in the ballroom that there was obviously something up and it was having to go at a reduced version, but
1: yeah, there was definitely murmurs in our area of I think he's hurt his leg, and then kind of like consideration for the rest of the match being like, oh yeah, he's like he's not really putting weight on that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, there was definitely concern, but because we're so used to being worked, it's almost like you know <laughs> it, it could just be that he's a really good seller.
0: Do <laughs> you think the finish was still the planned finish? Would you guess?
2: But I think the result was yeah. I, I can't the remember the exact finish, but I, I think that the r- result was what. They were, really, I don't think they switched. I don't think they switched them. I Which get just, the impression like, that
1: they worked around the injury.
2: Yeah, I don't I, think.
1: Yeah, I don't think that that was the plan. It like that may have been the plan finish, but I don't know if that 15 minutes where they worked around it was what they had originally planned. No,
0: I, I'm on the kind of spike wins without too much chicanery, basically. I think.
1: Well, yes. any,
2: any from... chicanery, right?
1: From listening to the brilliant interview that Coleman did with Bullet the previous week, I was certain that there was going to be no chicanery because mm. they were telling the story of "This is it, no matter what happens, either way, this is it," and it's and it's between those two guys. It's not between anyone else. Mm. Which I thought
0: was just just the absolute utter right thing to do. I think yeah. just I know you know I've we all adore progress, and and when I've been overcritical, it's sometimes that their some of their main event finishes are a little bit wcw 2000 but like yeah the uh, yeah i just think it's just completely and utterly right how it finished it's really exciting about the future also as well falling into my um start of year prediction that spike may go the full year getting there unless someone else has something to say about it baby (laughs) super exciting where the hell is that going i know we're going another tangent here but like i remember like because there's two routes right which is that well three routes well, four, I'm going to go Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> 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 Nothing happens, and it's just a, a whatever. They do something a different day. Two. Three, the <laughs> Cole wrestles at the It's Clobbering Time show, which are going to release him the day before, all in. That was my prediction. Or, or number four, Spike ends up on the all-in card. That's my prediction.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is the conversation you walked in on, Graham, earlier. Oh, right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sorry. This I'm sorry, it's already yeah, on. No, no, but it's interesting to hear your to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, because I I think it's more likely that Cole wrestles in the ballroom than FTR wrestle in the ballroom. That was our just that was my distinction between the two. The thing that I can't get my head around is. Would you
0: put any risk to your card that could be, you know, going by what's going on today in front of 65,000 people at Wembley, you know, even if Cole's only in like a multi man undercard match or whatever? Would you put any jeopardy on it so he can wrestle in front of 700 people in the ballroom?
2: I don't, it depends on if you think he's going to be a big part of it. I think if they're trying to create relationships and they obviously do have a relationship with Progress because they have talent over there before, they don't not have a relationship with them it wouldn't shock me to see you know, I mean I don't know like I mean, maybe Adam Cole is a bigger uh, is it at, how many extra tickets is Adam Cole selling I mean so I know he's a bigger a lot of people like him more than me I've really enjoyed his and to be fair to him I've really enjoyed his face runs. he's actually embracing <laughs> he's doing the same thing as always but um <laughs> people like him he's embracing it and he's and I'm, I've been impressed with it but you know, it's he, the map man, who's going to take them from sixty-five to eighty thousand, or thirty-five no, just, to sixty-five.
0: I just think more that you, you know, the whole logistics and everything running that mega show. Do you want to risk any last-minute complications? Yeah, I was maybe
2: he's not on that show. Maybe he's just on progress. They've so got a lot it. of people, but they don't they won't all be on the show.
0: Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be loads of multi man and schmozzers and probably some sort of rumble thing, isn't there? They'll like they'll cram a lot of and he's like a top star, right, for them. He's in their top twenty, maybe top ten stars, right? So you think he's gotta be there somewhere.
2: But if they're talk if you're talking about potentially bringing in Nigel McGinnis and Will Osprey yep. and you know, there's not room for everyone. Maybe his role is to wrestle oh. Spike a in progress.
0: Yeah. You don't think it's going to be him and Brit versus Soraya and Ricky Knight Jr.? I mean,
1: <laughs> it could be. We, now, that's the um, sure. match at the Rev Pro show on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> Rev, Pro's, Rev Pro's the night before.
2: <laughs> when's, when's progress? Will progress moved from this Sunday? Now, progress are moved to Saturday, haven't they? Have they moved to Saturday lunchtime? Yeah. Or Saturday-
0: yeah, well, it's like, but it's like a double show, isn't it? It's yeah. like yeah, 1, 2, like, 7 or seven, something.
2: Because I think they almost pretty much announced Oku Osprey two for the Red Pro show that Saturday. Yeah, well, they like, again um, heavily hinted at that earlier.
0: It's fine. Though. I think they'll both they'll both sell out though, right? Because of all the fly-ins and shit. Yeah, there'll be enough people in. Yeah, yeah. Might
2: do yeah. the Dom Dom, okay. Dom special go to both. Yeah, yeah. What a legend <laughs> he is.
1: Um, so. <laughs> Talking about sellouts, what a nice little evening it was in the ballroom to see a packed-out ballroom for the first time since the pandemic.
0: Looked good yeah. on Demand as well, actually. Yeah. The queue was <laughs> massive, wasn't
1: it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think that they were being quite fun with it. I think they purposely didn't open the doors till late so that they could do the social posts and show how big the queue was and be like, I thought progress was dead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite
0: funny. Yeah, but just a couple other shot thought. Well, thoughts on the show. I really like the one-two-one CPS thing they're doing. Yeah, I like it. it's going to be fun. Newman doing that kind of cocky abrasive thing. It yeah, just, I think it just works with sort of like Mayhew trying to split it all up, and obviously <laughs> Danny Black. I don't know if you got the little vignette thing he did earlier when he used the phrase "standing o" instead of "standing ovation," which is criminal. But like it obviously showed him kind of showing a bit of an edgier side as well.
1: Yeah. I also loved the opening match, and it's got me very excited for Slater versus Rush in a singles. Yeah. Robbie X always does a good job for progress, doesn't he? Did you see his tweet where he said that it was a surprise because he was in place of Kingston, and he'd done one PW the previous night, which is in Doncaster, and he was travelling back to be the surprise entrant, and it was the first match, so it was fairly early. And apparently, he got changed on the tube <laughs>
2: <laughs> into that uh wicked jacket, <laughs> yeah.
1: whip that big jacket on in the tube. Brilliant stuff,
2: yeah. Uh, uh. you can answer the question as you went there. That who would win uh, 100 meters out of the people in that match?
0: Uh, 100, I think, Leon
1: Slater. Yeah, that was the over... Round well,
2: no, no, I think we had Leo.
1: Leo had quite a lot of... Um, no, I think there was slightly more for Slater because he's got bigger reach.
0: Yeah. I think it's sort of like those kind of like 60-yard dash or whatever it is. I think maybe maybe Leo, but I think Slater's going to be popping him towards the end.
2: Well, this so this, this brought us on to the second question of who would win the WSBF 100-metre sprint. <laughs> and um, it was discovered that Oscar runs at uh, high 20s 200 metres... And, uh, so we think he could probably do 200 in the time the rest was <laughs> uh,
1: also um on the shows obviously we, we haven't watched the manchester show which i think drops this weekend on on demand we now know is it six super strong star entrance yeah does do the current field excite you it certainly does for me i think there's some fantastic matches
2: I was on a all you can drink golf weekend this weekend, so I've seen nothing of what's been announced outside of Tate Mayfair's and Mark Haskins. And Cruz. Nathan Cruz. Yeah. Huh. You were there. <laughs> they do that at the
1: ballroom. He was the first one. No, I thought Haskins was the first one. Maybe it was the second
2: one. <laughs> Maybe I was in the toilet. <laughs>
1: right. So they also announced at Manchester um, Leon Slater. 100 meter champion. <laughs> Luke
2: Jacobs. Yeah, he's good, yeah. And Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne, yeah, good, oh, yeah, good, good, solid start, yeah. Like it.
1: Any of those six potential winners, in your view? May 1st? Uh, no. <laughs> I'd
0: say Haskins quarters, potentially semis. I think Slater will get... I know there's a chance that he may have a first-round banger and then go out to a decent one, but I think he'll get the quarters... I think Cruz, despite being obviously the previous champion, I think Mutt will be a first round out, but in like a big match and then set up something for later. I think Mayfair's will go out first round. And I think Jacob's in the semis. So, I I think, surprise, Leon Slater beats him first round.
2: Yes, please. I I feel Jacob's probably goes the furthest out of those. Maybe Leon Slater. So, here's my little theory. I'm great
1: at theories. We've always heard this.
2: <laughs> You're wearing the pickums.
1: <laughs> so he, um, Tate Mayfair's, was introduced as someone that Nigel McGuinness has been a huge fan of from afar, and it's also been announced that Nigel McGuinness is going to be timekeeper or something for the final. So he's going to be ringside for the final rather than at, at the commentary box. So I think Mayfair's wins, and
2: McGuinness helps him. All right. So I'm not picking that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really like Tate. I think it's a year too early for that.
2: Yeah, you want to see who else is in the uh, in the in in there before I make my final predictions. I'll, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um,
1: I, I was I, I was thinking Banks, but he's had a bit of an injury scare, hasn't he? Yes, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, he he didn't wrestle in a library again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he never has. He couldn't do it. <laughs> um, what's, so- what's the latest on the money, man? Who's that? Well, see, last year there was a lot of chat about money in the Banks. Oh, Thanks.
1: Gene Money, yeah. Yeah, no, those two... Not Shane. Yeah, because even though Ridgway won last year, the lasting shot was those two in the ring helping each other out. So that could be a really fun final, potentially.
0: Mm. Yeah, is that right? Can I put this out there? And this is shit fantasy bucket, and so please tell me to get away. Does Gene yeah. lose in super strong style and snap and turn heel?
1: Could well do, but, you know, he doesn't need to win the progress title. He's got his own one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair fair points all fair points Make uh, sure
1: that that wraps up
0: progress right oh get one final bit sorry um, the Sunshine Machine promo I thought was really really good that yeah that, that was one of the that was probably my favourite thing outside the main event I thought it was just um, yeah just great that act okay. is, is in ring but it just feels just feels fire doesn't it and it looks like they're getting their getting the flowers if, if they're going to get a, an FTR match as well
2: on, on that it- um, promo, the, also the bullet promo was—I've uh, never seen a guy look so pissed off at someone laughing in my life. Don't know if that's what you saw on the final cut run, <laughs> but he was talking to the camera and calling it as if he was calling out demo, and someone just went, "That's the cameraman," <laughs> and a few people around him laughed, and like bullet <laughs> looked like he was absolutely going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he just stood there, didn't speak for ages. Just like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought the um, bullet, considering that's like his first mic exposure or whatever, I thought it did really well. If I'm going to be hypercritical, there was a bit that really annoyed me. It was obviously, I mean, that whole segment of him, coming, him and chokeslamming that lady, I thought worked really well, and him getting in Miller's face. But then when he said, I can't remember a word it, but, it's, but like when people were shouting and he was doing his pissed off heel thing, he was like, oh... The segment in the back says eight minutes, so you're just making it longer. And it's like, you can sometimes get away with that fourth wall break, but I think when you do, when the whole point is you've come in and the only way you've got that segment is to beat up all those people up, it was a bit of a, yeah, a minor wrinkle for me. But I think he did. Yeah. I I think if you watch
2: it, you don't notice that.
1: (laughs) 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 Also, um, as he's not here, and I'm sure that he would mention it if he was here, Shout out to uh Con Man's favourite wrestler being part of that. Apparently Corey got slammed, right? Koza. Corey McRae?
2: Koza McRae, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He's, by the way, that, that's not just a, a Con Man thing. Corey McRae is fucking brilliant. Sauron Ignite is just, like, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I hope he's, like, a uh, NPS next year.
1: Nice. Well, the fact that he was working ring crew is a good thing, I think, because we've seen plenty of people go from ring crew to in-ring, including Bullet. Wasn't Sky
2: O'Shea there dressed a lot better in the ring? Oh, he was, bit.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and and shout out to Fred of the group, Patty O'Connor, for putting together the uh, cage. Yes, yeah.
1: Shall we move on to the round table? Sounds good. You.
2: Okay, so
1: the round table this week. Did you want to do the little um, round table bit that uh, Dom does, James? Do you want to do
2: the... Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Budget Boom. Dom, here he is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Wrestling Should Be Fun Round Table!
1: It's like he's in the room. Fantastic. <laughs> Have you
2: ever felt ever like this? Have
1: strange things happen? Are you going round twists? Have you ever felt like this? So, for this week, we will be going through the rosters that have been collated by both Raw and SmackDown this past week as part of the WWE Draft. And we'll just simply be mentioning which potential feuds excite us for the next coming year or so. Have you had the chance to look through the rosters, guys?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You realise who you've got on with you though, yeah?
1: I okay. don't
0: really watch WWE. But one thing that I was going to say, and this is where you tell me that I'm just living in the past I don't know anything about the roster, Ross, but it feels like the elite, who well, who I assume are like the top wrestlers. There's like, Raw is considerably more stacked on the men's side and SmackDown more considerably more stacked on the women's side. Is that what the, the, the general consensus is? Or
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think that happens quite a lot, doesn't it, with the roster. I remember when the roster thing first came in, 2017 and everyone was like uh oh, raw is incredible and smackdown looks terrible and then smackdown had their similar thing to like was it 03 when they had like the smackdown 6 but
0: mm-hmm.
1: the 2017 lot was like aj styles and dean ambrose and they just smashed it i feel a bit like there's an opportunity for people especially on smackdown because let's face it roman's not going to be on all those shows there's an opportunity for someone to break out of that crowd
0: but if you, t- if you take away for example and this is Against so someone that doesn't doesn't watch Joe so I'm, I'm out out the loop. But forget people like Brock or whatever who are kind of floating voters, is it AJ, Bobby, and Edge? Is there anyone else who's like
1: main yeah. Um,
0: Seamus maybe, Ray
1: maybe. Yeah, Seamus and Ray probably the two big ones. And then you've got right. the kind of the up and comers, even though Ray,
2: she's quite big. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so even though they're not but necessarily really the young, going to challenge for the title. Yeah. Even though they're not necessarily young, you've got people that. Are new to this audience, ish of like Carrying Cross, Ellie Knight, Grimes, yes. Grace and Waller. That you know have got an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I see. Like Carrying Cross is a-, a heel still, right? Tears is on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don- that like that is something that does excite me. In that they've been drafted onto a new show, and I don't necessarily think that they need to be a tag team anymore. I feel a bit like new brand, new ideas. Let's give it a go. This could be the year that both of those guys have earned the rights to have a pop in a solo capacity.
0: Who's Jimmy? Jimmy?
1: Mia Yim. Oh, cool. Yeah. The as you say, the female
2: side. There's there's a lot to like on that SmackDown roster, isn't there? Well, um... I always wonder with these drafts. Like, it about half the people over. So, and then they do it again another year. So it's basically like, I mean, was, apart from like a couple of new ones, they've all probably feud with each other last year anyway. I mean, I That's might true. be wrong.
0: If, if I was doing the the WWE draft, I, I'd re- I think the hot thing about it, I'd have I'd maybe have you could call maybe a a brand shakeup or whatever and do it I don't know and do it separately. But I think there should be a draft, and it should be bringing through like the either NXT, NXT or free agent talent because that would like hype the shit out of those people because the number one draft pick would be I don't know in this case like. Carmelo Hayes or Pretty Deadly or whoever they bring up like it's like and then that's like a big deal like they're presented almost like you know how like Finn Balor was when he first brought yeah. up it's like this person's a really big fucking deal and like if you don't have any of the other main roster people around it and it's just focused on the call ups obviously you won't have as many but it's, uh, yeah, it's a natural story and then there's obviously like the the last call up out of it has got a natural story coming out of it as well prove themselves so I think it's it's a much better narrative arc than doing just everyone because like JC8 says it doesn't mean as much does it?
1: Correct. Yeah yeah. So just briefly the things that I'm excited about on SmackDown in particular. Reigns, Uso's, and, and solo are all on SmackDown and I've talked ad nauseum about that I think J Uso is the one to take the title off him. And now that Cody Rhodes is on a different island that looks more likely to happen and I'm excited for that. Very, very excited about the idea of Grayson Waller and Austin Theory being on the same show. I feel like those two complement each other very, very well. I feel like they could be some kind, like Theory could be a way that Waller gets a lot of screen time in big storylines and that will help Waller. And there could be a certain point where he actually supersedes Waller, not this year, but in his career. I'm a big fan of Grayson Waller. I'm very, very excited about Edge being away from the Judgment Day. So it's a whole new (laughs) <laughs> paint for him I know that you're not a fan James
2: <laughs> I mean that, that they seem to have been feuding for about a year yeah exactly yeah um, so, yeah, so that, that's a good, good point yeah so
1: that clears that rivalry in um in a big cage match similar to what Progress did with Spike and uh Karen Noir so that's cool and then as you say the, the female side of things you've got some really good talent there you've got Shotzi you've got Charlotte Flair you've got Damage control. You've got Mia Yim. You've got Bianca Belair, and then of course you've also got the free agency side of things. So I think to that me, SmackDown, yeah. that SmackDown female branch can be fantastic. But I guess it's underpinned sort of by that like
0: the big four of it, right? It gives, it means that like everyone's can like spin off it, but like Asuka Bailey, Bianca Charlotte is a, is a real big money four, isn't it?
1: Yeah, big time. And then you've got obviously EO Sky that's going to break away. This year at some point from damage control and hopefully become a thing on her own right.
0: My two ones on SmackDown that jumped out. Hear me out on the I like JC got is gonna roll his eyes. I think edge, carry, and cross could be a banging feud. Yeah. Really be a banging feud there. And a bit of an obvious one, but but pretty deadly in the Usos. Just be a bag of should be a bag of fun, right?
1: Yeah. I was saying to James earlier that actually I think their first opening feud is gonna be with Hit Row. I think Hit Row and Pretty Deadly as, as a pair could be fantastically
2: fun. A big one. <laughs> Is Hit Row like Strickland's gang without Strickland, basically? Yeah, spot on. I feel like, I feel like they're missing something. That's where Pretty, Pretty Deadly he, he, come in. Speak <laughs> about them as a gang instead of those goobers they got rid of after three weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any thoughts on the Raw roster, James?
2: Well... I'm, I'm hoping they do something with Shayna because yeah. she's awesome. Have they done a Rhea Ripley Shayna Baszler feud yet? Have oh, I missed it already? Did they do that in
1: NXT? I think she beat Shayna for the title in NXT when she was picked up by Front Row
2: Guy. I mean, so they're going to have a new title on this brand, yeah? Correct, yeah. So you're looking at, you know, your Cody Rhodes, Big Gunth, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, yeah. Probably your main Nakamura. I mean Riddle. Riddle seems to be up there and the, just below the main event, doesn't he? Or flowing with the main event. You think, I feel like Nakamura. From what I haven't really seen him much in the last couple of years, from my brief turning on uh, BT Sport at like eleven thirty, hoping to catch Rob Armstrong. Um, <laughs> so yeah, is he been doing a lot, Nakamura? So he's done very little for a long time, but they're starting to push him now. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Obviously, you've got Madcap Moss there, who's now no longer mad, I saw. He's um, (laughs) He's just cap. (laughs) He's actually good. I think he's I think he could be one of the the breakthroughs. No cap. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got them good looking boys on the team, ain't it? Angel Garza. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great, isn't it? I don't
1: know. I'm quite excited. um... I feel
2: like I feel like you'd have more of a (laughs) input. I'm quite Um... excited
1: for. Obviously, we, we saw their rivalry over a, a matter of a few years. I think that we're going to see an intercontinental title feud between Riddle and Gunter, which we've obviously seen, but that's going to be fantastic. Ooh, right? Yeah, that was good stuff. Where's Tommaso Champa? He's injured at the moment, unfortunately. But obviously, they drafted The Way all onto Raw. So you've got Dexter, Indy, Gargano and Candice from um, NXT when they were The Way. Austin Fury's on the other side, so he's not part of the group anymore, but... Champa could easily fit into that group.
2: Who's yep. um who's Odyssey Jones? Is he a guy? Did he like win one of them uh breakout tournaments? Or was he in a breakout tournament? He was in a breakout tournament, yeah. He back to
1: about three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, big kind of big con man type wrestler.
2: £350 plus. What is it? has he been doing much since the breakout tournament?
1: Very little. <laughs> but it, um but he had a pretty serious knee injury, so he's a, so he's only really
2: just back, really. Uh, fair. Yeah. And you've got well, Owens and Zane away from the Usos and the Bloodline now. So, Yeah. I mean, they could drop the titles and go in, in that main event picture. I mean... yeah, Yes. Good. Have they
1: fought Imperium before? I don't think they have. That would be a fantastic feud. Yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Also they got the Viking Raiders. Fight? Very good wrestlers. Have they got all the tag titles? Are they yeah, doing they the still same... haven't split those. They're doing so I'm not entirely... the same
2: thing. You, you think they'd have to do the same thing, wouldn't they? really,
1: to be consistent. You would think so, but you know, this draft is not set in stone as we've seen in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: uh, sorry, lads, my phone is literally about to die, but I'll just drop a cheeky one in there. Cody Nakamura. Ooh. Don't yeah. think i ever thought before.
1: And also, um, yeah. lastly for me on Raw, um, the idea that we can finally see a, a singles match between Rhonda and Becky. Boom. Is that not happened? No, it was just the triple threat, wasn't it? in WrestleMania. Threat. So can't remember it well yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> right gents i'm really sorry i've got to drop because my phone is literally about to die but i will um it's been lovely seeing your faces thanks phil for editing shebang as always and um yeah i'll speak to you
1: all soon
2: cheers bro you, mate. nice to see you
1: okay so now that you've um had a little rundown of the rosters here's a little game for you yeah who will be male and female champion of each roster at the end of the year
2: Okay, so Smackdowns will be Roman Reigns and Bianca Bella. And Raw will be... I feel like it was... I mean, they might go for a little run with Rhea Ripley. But then they've got to change something, haven't they? Raw's male champion. That's obviously one to decide because, I mean, are they going to look to give Seth Rollins the initial run? Is, like, Cody going to be the... Get another, like, Mania chance to get the big moment later on or, like, a SummerSlam? How how are they even deciding the winner of it? Is Triple H going to give it to someone like last time? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think it's being um, competed for at the Saudi show, I believe.
2: Well, you know, he who's the oldest man on the roster? <laughs> Triple <H>. Is, <laughs> I, I fancy that by the end of the year it might be on Gunther. Oh, uh, to carry it into to Mania, maybe. So I'll go just to say something a bit out there. Not out, not that out there, but like not just saying. Seth I'll tell Rose. you what.
1: Um, that would be good because. You could have Cody's WrestleMania moment against the guy that he beat at Rumble this year.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mate, I think yeah, you've done no, it. Let's go, with that. let's go with Gunther and uh, my favorite female on the roster, uh, Zia Lee. Yeah. Good comics. She's got good comics. She's got good kicks as well. <laughs> kicks and, yeah, I remember some kicks and knees from Zia Lee.
1: Last but not least, a little note on how you think NXT is shaping up after all these drafts.
2: I'll be honest, I'm guessing they're on the Carmelo Hayes era. Yeah. And are you
1: surprised that there's no Bron breaker?
2: I mean uh, I think I don't think he's ready from what I've seen. I haven't seen a lot of him. I've only seen a bit and I just I, it doesn't he doesn't do a lot for me, i be honest. <laughs> he's a bit of a just a sort of meathead guy. I don't know. I'd so, say yeah, it's not watching much of him, but that was my initial impression, whereas yeah. it seems to be a bit more um character to the Carmelo Hayes and maybe he just got outshone character wise by Carmelo Hayes who I didn't really think was like a baby face yeah watching him. but um he's yeah, I thought he had a lot more about him and so yeah who else was knocking around Tyler bait knocking around still
1: exactly yeah he, so so more. that was going to be my comment in that obviously it's just going to be a, a leveling up right so there's going to be a lot yeah. of people at the top of the card that have moved out so a few people that are going to be that were lower level slash mid carders that are going to become Part of the who, who top the people,
2: end. As, as a regular watcher, yeah, who are the people to watch out for? Is do you think it is like Tyler Bate, Dragonov,
1: Tyler Bay, Dragonov, your crew, Charlie Dempsey, Chatty Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a
2: lot of people moving out. In fact, um, so like to an extent, like like the ones who are left from NFL Europe, NFL Europe, NXT <laughs> Europe. I think the only person left from NFL Europe is Kurt Warner. But, um yeah so the people left from NXT to europe are they gonna be the ones to sort of step up now Yeah, yeah see so, yeah. people who are sort of blocking there i mean i know some yeah. of them got some big matches and they were quite heavy featured but it seems to be all the ones that are left now right <laughs> yeah and then you've also it. got
1: the the guys that came through at the start but couldn't quite break through to the top like tony d'angelo and people like that that might get a bit of a shot in the bigger matches Thank you. still got joe gacy knocking about He's still doing his thing. Obviously, he's about to lose his group as the (laughs) Dyada moving elsewhere. So, yeah, there's like there's going to be lots of change, but also NXT was at its best when it was almost like a year cycle. So I don't mind the idea of losing your top 15, your so say top 15, and then over the next year, you've got 12
2: months to prove yourself that you're just as good as those guys. So, yeah. Very much agree with that. I think that was the peak of it, wasn't it? When it was people coming in and going up before you yeah. got, because you just kept we just kept it fresh, which yeah. was why I always really enjoyed about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be very
1: much sink or swim for a lot of those guys that got called up because there was a lot of call-ups, a lot more than I thought there was going to be. But yeah, that's the roster. That's the round table. I think by and large, we can say that there's stuff that will be good um, and there's stuff that's going to not land, but that's part of wrestling, right?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And sometimes <laughs> there's stuff that you don't expect to flop Plops and stuff that you expect will be terrible is the best stuff. So, Like Chad Gable and
2: Otis. (laughs) Hopefully this um, Otis sods off and Chad Gable can get his super serious best wrestler Kurt Angle run. uh, That would get me, that would actually get me watching. I would watch that. I'm not sure if, I did cancel my network with the reason stating Vince McMahon after WrestleMania. So yeah, if you want me back Vince, put Chad Gable the main... Main man. Chad Gable, Gunther, Main Event Feud.
1: I was just about to say that's kind of the perfect David and, what's it called? Goliath. That's him.
2: <laughs> Gunther Goliath. <laughs> Gunther Goliath. <Yeah.
1: laughs> James, do you have anything to plug at the end of the show? Nope. <laughs> Potentially. So I'll probably
2: the um... be Instagram because Dom's not here. Yes. Um, at WSBFun. Is that right? That's the Twitter. <laughs> at, at wrestling should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. And, uh, and
1: we've now launched through the brilliant Oscar, we've uh, launched TikTok.
2: We have. I'm not a great knower of TikTok. <laughs> well, you better get to know it, boy. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I do. I'll make sure I do. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: Oscar, someone who fits the platform's age range of 18 <laughs> years old, <laughs> um, is in charge of our um, TikTok, growing steadily, loving it. Putting out a lot of great content that can also be found at, at Wrestling Should Be Fun is our handle there. Twitter at wsbfun sixteen thousand followers
2: finally break through the glass and ceiling. And we were ahead of a W ticket sales through the pre pre sale, but then they sort of came <laughs> back after the actual pre sale. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we should get a cut. Yeah, I mean, if all our sixteen thousand followers bought tickets,
1: <laughs> we'll send our um, bank details to you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Um, We do have a Monzo card, right? We do, we do, yeah. So yeah, without any further ado, look after your mates and drink lots of water.
0: Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.